Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadet. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, and we'll be joining our co-host. We'll be joining our host. I'm your co-host. We'll be joining our host, Dr. Debbie Green for another insightful edition. And you can follow us on Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Facebook and on YouTube. And make sure you like and subscribe to Dr. Debbie Green's YouTube channel. You can also join us visually on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show, and we want you to call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will gladly open your mic and add your voice to this discussion. We want to promote good mental health, and often we are challenged by the effects of 
the experiences that we've had in our society. And today is a day to talk about it. So we want you to feel free to share your experiences as we explore solutions to the problems we face. And as always, you have the option of being anonymous or sharing your name. Uh, And your location with us, and we certainly do respect your privacy. Dr. Debbie Green is here every Thursday to assist you with your challenges. So we'll be right back with Dr. Debbie Green and Soulful Solutions. We've asked the question, have you ever wondered why you become overly emotional concerning situations most of the time? Are you triggered and lose and easily lose control when disappointed or challenged in a relationship? Do you have addictions to people, sex, gambling, or drugs or alcohol? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you may suffer from emotional addictions. So today we're going to join Dr. Debbie Green as she helps us examine the roots of these emotional addictions. Things don't just come out of nowhere. They happen as a result of incidences in our lives that have affected us. Emotional addictions can happen when an individual is impulsive and does not mentally process their feelings and they begin to suppress emotions or cause, and they cause dysfunctional habits, actions, and behaviors. These patterns can go on for years and the individual may have no self-awareness of this behavior. Emotional addictions may lead to mental or emotional disorders such as anxiety or depression. So we're going to join Dr. Debbie Green to discuss this matter and learn the techniques and strategies to prevent this behavior right here on Soulful Solutions. And if you recognize any of these signs in yourself or your loved one, you want to pay attention and strive to correct that which may be wrecking your relationship We'll be right back in just a moment with words of wisdom and insight from Dr. Debbie Green. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions. And call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon.
there you go. You've got problems that you have not dealt with, and they don't go away. They affect your environment. They affect you internally, just like the junk in your house affects you, your physical environment. You can't function. You can't find things. You've got junk all over the place. Same thing, you, you have all these emotions and, and thoughts that you have not processed that you keep putting in the back of your mind, but it's still there affecting your mind and affecting your yes. heart, like you said, because every thought translates into an emotion. Every thought creates an emotion. And, you yes. know, this is just such a such an appropriate next step to what we've been talking to talking about all week, how a thought mm-hmm. will instantly create an emotion, and the emotion instantly creates a vibration in the body and affects you physically. So this this whole structure is so connected. So if you can't control your thoughts and you can't regulate your thoughts and you can't get rid of the thoughts of things that are bothering you, you're going to eventually, your emotions are always going to be out of whack, and then you'll start making yourself physically sick. And so when the sickness right. manifests, you don't realize it first started with those thoughts that you thought you'd put in the back of your mind. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I wanted to talk about the actual process of how that even occurs. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's not just based upon choice or decision. It's, all, it's based, uh, I call it emotion erosion. Ooh. And that's a Dr. Dare word. Emotion <laughs> erosion. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like something is erosion, it starts to um, deteriorate, you know. Yeah. And repetition is the, the enemy with negative emotion. Okay, what I'm saying is we have these regulators in our brain, the hippocampus, the lipid system, the thalamus, all that stuff there, right? So uh, these are parts of the brain that, are supposed to regulate the emotion. You hear what I say? Yeah, supposed to. But here comes life. Trauma, crisis, disappointment, any of those things tamper with, interrupt that process of regulation. So when it does, it's almost like it could be a fine-tuned working machine, Mm. but then it gets interrupted. And when it gets interrupted, it's because, again, we go into the, um, we get triggered. That's where triggers come from, right? Yes. When people say, oh, I got triggered today. Somebody somebody said the wrong thing to me, and I got upset, mm. you know? And so we, we that, that process, then if we constantly, with repetition, keep responding to the trigger, like that, rather deal with people, places, things, the past, the present, or the future, whatever, we are then building up what is called a repi- uh, an emotional repetition cycle. Mm. Emotion repetition cycle. An emotion that repetition cycle, cycle. Yes, yes. Like, for example, I'm going to give you an example. Let's just say, you know, um, I get triggered by... You know, when when someone speaks to me in a harsh manner, right? When yeah. I don't know how to relate to them that they hurt my feelings. So let's say they're on my job or something, right? So they're speaking to me in some type of elevated, harsh manner, but I don't know. 
people are holding that. Yeah. And then, yeah, and so every time this happens, you see what I'm saying? I'm swallowing that emotion, Ooh. right, and swallowing those words that I really want to say, you know, excuse me, uh, I think that's wrong that how you're talking to me or inappropriate or whatever, you know, from the onset of that. So if I don't say anything, then I'm filling up this, this erosion that I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So that's what that's another word for uh, immense suppression because this is such a emotional time for you. You got that mild, moderate, and severe emotional time. But this, because it's been building up, the more it builds up, it goes from mild, moderate, to severe. Now, we, we're, for the sake of a short time, we're going to deal with just the severity of it. Because mm-hmm. the, the mild is like, you know, you get bits and pieces of it, of those feelings, but then at the same time, they don't take on the, uh, what they call the damaging effect until you, you got into the severe stage. That's where emotion erosion comes, and that um, the cycle I was telling you about emotional repetition cycle, repetitive cycle. Because I'm I'm constantly doing the same thing. So guess what? I'm not finalizing my emotions. I'm not processing my emotions, considering this situation. And all I'm doing is building up a whole lot of energy which is high-intense emotional energy, right? But then guess what it's going to turn into? An addiction. Ooh. See, this is the biggest problem, right? And what I found out, um, Naima, with my clients and patients, that they have built up a repetitious emotional cycle unbeknownst to them because they're so used to not speaking up for themselves. Okay, so, one, not speaking up for yourself, but allowing themselves to stay into the passive or passive-aggressive mindset. And as these things continue to to grow, because that's what they're going to do, they find themselves being addicted to those areas. So when they can break free, guess what? They self-sabotage. So, so how does that work? What, when when they suppress what they want to say for a long time, they swallow it. They don't speak up for themselves. Right. What what behavior manifests as a result of that? Uh, they become, of course, the victim. They go into victim mentality, and mm. when they can't when they can change their lives, they just they don't. They just continue to complain about it, complain mm. about it, but they don't make any action towards changing. They just keep complaining. Now, what you, uh, the other uh, host that we're talking about on Monday, uh, you know, Queen Zelda, she was talking about how your words, you see what I'm saying, are your act of words or your thoughts, mm-hmm. because words are thoughts, yeah. and then, you know, start in a cycle of dysfunction, which then, uh, you know, begins a cycle of sickness. So yeah. because we're body conscious, that's all yeah. I was trying to get on the show that day. Ooh, I was like, boom, 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 let me get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this we're is... We're body conscious. Yes. We, we feel everything before we really think about it. Yes. We're body conscious. 
And we, we, we grew up like this. It's a normal thing, right? But as we get older, the problem then comes where, again, we ain't finalized enough, which means, okay, we'll see it. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Okay? So where is all those words that need to be spoken considering this issue? Yeah. Oh, just because they, you thought because you think they're going to go poof? Oh, yeah, that's right. Poof. It don't exist. Okay? Mm. Words have power. Yes. And I'm going to tell you what type of power they have. They have energy, emotional power. Yes. Energy, emotional power. It's not just a thought. It's a manifestation, correct? Absolutely. Right? So it manifests in the mind again, and then the mind goes to the heart, and then the heart produces the action. Yes. So when people when people don't do anything, if they don't say anything, it is because again they start self sabotaging, not unbeknownst to them, because they're stuck in that cycle which is called an addiction. Mm. Oh, I'm just used to feeling. I ain't sorting nothing. This was, I'm just used to feeling. I ain't talking about nothing. I'm just used to feeling. I'm just used to feeling. One of my patients uh, told me the other day, she's like, she said, well, why do I keep doing that? I said, because you built up. You actually, you taught yourself. This is what you did. You literally taught yourself how to ignore your own feelings. Wow. Yeah. 
Just don't deal with it. Just don't deal with it. Just don't deal with it. They don't notice it because it's, it's, they think, okay, I mean, how many people pay attention to how many times they do things? They just don't. They just do it automatically. They, they don't until it becomes a severe interaction, like something has to happen that that puts them in a very, uh, what they call, very uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. before they literally start saying, oh, well, maybe this is the wrong thing. Maybe I should change this. Maybe I should change that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise... They just keep, again, keep ignoring keep it, doing the same things over and over again yeah. because it's a repetitive cycle. Yeah. That's what addictions are, right? Addictions are repetitive cycles. I mean, people have, people have addictions to drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, shopping, people addiction. It is such a thing, right? So Absolutely. all of these things come with cycles. People even have past thought addictions. So I got a question. I have a question. I was talking to a group of people the other day, and you mentioned that that victim mentality. And I noticed that every conversation, they would somehow bring it back into how other folks were mistreating them. And you got to look out for these people. You know, they always got it in for you, and and you can't trust these people. And and you know, they just they were stuck on their distrust and blame of everybody. Okay, you know, I got laid off of a job. Well, you know, the, these people they're 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 prejudiced against me. They discriminate against me. Well, you know, I got a traffic ticket. Well, you know, these people are always trying to cause me problems, stopping me for no reason. Uh, well, you know, in the grocery store, the lady, you know, uh, accidentally overcharged me for something. All these people are always trying to cheat you. I mean, it's just everything, every conversation, it was some negative encounter and a that victimhood, like everybody's out to get me kind of a thing. And I'm listening to that, and, you know, the, it literally brought me down. I was feeling kind of, I felt the depression in my own body as they spoke because it's like everything that we talked about, they had a negative story that reflected yeah. how everybody's out to hurt them. And and you can't trust people. And, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to stop and get gas anymore. All these, 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 these young people out here carjacking you, you know, I'm like, you know, it's every, your whole life is based on fear, distrust, victimhood. How are you surviving? How are you living? You know, so I just I was noticing the pattern of thought and how every experience in their life was so miserable because of how they right. saw everything. How does a person realize that they have that they have descended into that pattern, that habit, that addiction of always seeing everything negative? and therefore creating the very thing that they keep complaining about. How does a person recognize that in themselves? Well, that's the thing about it. Um, They don't. Mm. And, you know, you go, okay, mild cognitive impairment, and that's what you just described is is a pure example of how somebody is living an emotional life. Mm. Whoever that is is stuck in their emotions. They're not... And think about it. If I'm I'm in a logical area, 
of my, my frontal lobe, okay? The frontal lobe has your logic, reason, and rationale, right? Yeah. So if, it, if I'm thinking logically, if I'm thinking, lo- I'm not going to think that everybody's trying to get me, everybody's trying to kill, kill. No. That's when you go and cheat. Like he is going into what is called paranoia. They're mm. paranoid. That's paranoia. If that's all they think about, and every time you say, every time you talk to them, they always got a negative, yeah. that's, they're paranoid. So mm. they're going into a cognitive, not just dysfunction, but, but we know we, we have to be really careful right there. They may be dealing with some other things that you may not know about. You see what I'm saying? Because paranoia goes, it, it goes uh, into some real direct areas in psychosis. Mm. And people usually have those things when, or those thought patterns, when they are, you know, having, again, some cognitive dysfunction, and they may not be aware of those cognitive dysfunctions. Mm. Because think about it, normally, yes, there's a lot of things that's going on in the world, but you're not going to always think somebody's attacking you or somebody that, that you're not safe. So That's paranoia. So then what is the, what is the impact of, I guess you'd call it group mind? So as this person was talking, it seemed like everybody, it was, it was, you know, four of us standing there having this conversation. As they spoke, the other two people, it's like they're co-signing, oh, yeah, because it's happened to me too, and blah, 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 blah. So it's like everybody was bringing up their negative life experience to the point where it seemed like everything in their lives was negative, pointing to how oh, we're victims, how these people are out to get us, and, and you know, life is not safe. And so it just it created kind of a group mind energy where the whole thing was depressive yes. and fearful. And and I I kept trying to inject a positive note, and somebody would bring it right back to the negative. You know, it was like even if you say something like, well, you know, it, it's great that we got to the point where we had enough. Um, had enough confidence in our power as voters to elect someone to office that we trust. We had elected Barack Obama. Yeah, and then he turned around and betrayed us. He didn't vote for reparations. I mean, that's like, okay. We we can't find well, anything you, you good were, in anything. You were people that were just uh, <laughs> pestilent. Okay, but I mean, uh, not pest. <laughs> Nothing was right. Everything is red. Everything is bad. They weren't optimists. They were pessimists. But whoever started that negative energy, that energy just came out and just went on, on around all those people because yeah. travels and transition. That's exactly what it did. That's exactly what it did. So I, I mean, if I was sitting there, what I would have said, I said, oh, all y'all victims, huh? I'm so glad I'm not a victim like that. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it felt like. It's like how, how are you? How can you stand to live in that mindset? Never have no peace. But that's what I'm saying. You, you look. Those people don't. They don't focus on peace of mind. They only focus on the latter. And I guarantee you, they live an emotional mindset of addiction because that's what happens. It happens every single time, every single time. I've heard this story over and over and over again that people, when people start talking about describing this,
that they are, you know, oh, this has happened to me. Oh, this has happened to me. Oh, they're doing this to me. And disrespect me. Me, 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 me. Mm. You know, and I just, you know, with me, I'm saying I just interrupt that process. You know, when somebody comes to me with victim mentality, I really say, excuse me, I'm so sorry it's not an option for you today. (laughs) No, there are no victims here. No, no. I said because you are putting yourself in a rabbit hole whether you realize it or not. And you can't have any peace if you always think something's happening to you, all around you. So so who's creating the chaos? Yeah. It's you or the world. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's one of those things that unconsciously people are not aware of. It's sad, uh, even that they're not, but consciously they need to be aware of it because you're spewing out all of that energy out of your being Whoever's sitting next to you, they ain't strong enough to subdue it. It's going to catch fire. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did in the room. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, and I could, I could be. <laughs> but I could literally feel the depression of that conversation yeah. physically. I mean, I left that group kind of down, you know, and I'm like, these people affected my, my body. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, we got to take a break. And, that's how strong uh, the energy is. Unfortunately, yes. that's how strong it is. That's why I'm, yes. I really wanted to talk about that uh, because that emotional roller coaster right there went again. And, those are, and, you know, the thing about this is that's one of the outcomes of behavior with emotion erosion. Because that's that's what happens. You just get triggered, 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 triggered by everything. 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 And and nothing gets finalized. You just start complaining over and over again. You know? If you ever been around a person that has an addiction, they always complain about something wrong. Very seldom you don't see a happy addicted person. Mm. Always you see a happy addicted person. Yeah. You won't see it. Even if they're in the closet, they go Still, <laughs> something, wrong. something will be wrong. Wow. Something well, will always be wrong. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. If you listen to this conversation and you hear yourself being described, you might want to think about where the origins of this happen in your life that caused you to keep going down that negative road. You can come back, but you got to realize you're on the wrong road. Just like when you take a wrong turn, you know, you got to get off at the next exit and turn around and come back. You might need to do that with your life. If you're that negative person where everything is always wrong, think about it. We'll be right back after this quick break. And if you're on our switchboard now and have a question, press 1. If you are listening online and want to join this conversation, call 515-605-9325 and press 1. If you're watching us on Facebook, or YouTube on Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. Write in your comments. We'll share them with our listening and viewing audience. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. I'm Beata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? 
Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. Am I sorting them out? Am I, 
you know, processing them mentally because emotions need to be processed mentally, not just felt, but it also needs to be processed and then, you know, finalized. You're like, wait a minute, I'm just living. <laughs> I'm just trying to live. I, I have not finalized anything. I'm just trying to live day by day. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it's understandable. I I get it. And I know you asked the question earlier. You're like, well, don't uh, would the person know that they're doing this? Uh, would they have any self-awareness? Mm. Well, I must tell you, if they're not emotionally available for themselves, that question to ask would be no. Mm. That's amazing. It, you know, and it's 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 really interesting how the progression of this thought is culminating today. Monday, Zelda talked about how our, you know, how our thoughts, of course, affect us. And then Tuesday, Jody and her guests demonstrated how a thought can instantly create a physical sensation in your body. And so the words you think and the words you speak are affecting you energetically. And then yesterday we talked about how are you how are you speaking to your children? So you're actually creating that pattern by making them feel bad by the things that you say to them. You set them on this path of negative thinking, negative self-talk. And, and you know, and the, and the interesting thing, I was uh, watching a a YouTube video about how our bodies manifest the energy that we put into it by the emotions created by our thoughts. So right. you mentioned people not speaking up for themselves. Cancer is repressed anger. So if you are constantly right. swallowing the words you want to say to somebody or you you don't speak up for yourself, it manifests as throat cancer. And I was really fascinated in watching this because the cancer that, that manifests in different parts of your body will show you where it is that you're not handling the emotions. So the body is the last communications vehicle if, like you say, they're not aware that they're doing this, they're not tuned into the feelings that they're getting from these thoughts that are creating these emotions and they're still not connecting, that they're creating this negative energy, eventually over time it will manifest in a physical illness. If so it's your body finally telling you, you have to stop this train of thought. This is the energy that you're creating. So your body is the right. communications vehicle that makes you recognize what you're doing to yourself with your mind. Exactly, exactly, right? And before a person, uh, again, uh, can even notice any of that, they got to be, uh, they have to have a sense of being, sense. It's like I have to sense from the top of my head to the soles of my feet what's happening inside of me and how life situations are stimuli, external situations affect me internally. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I, I must pay attention to myself and mm-hmm. because self-neglection is real. People neglect self. They neglect themselves all the time, but they'll pay attention to somebody else's life, 
do some repair. I mean, it's a short time, and I can talk about this, but at least I can literally start them off on a journey of, of what they call healing, emotional mm-hmm. healing. You have to be self-aware. You cannot live life ignoring your being and, and blaming it on everyone else. Oh, I have this issue because of this outside of myself. We cannot no longer be the victim of past or even present conditions because the future has not come, but some people are victim of the future. Yeah. So they start worrying about us. Uh, that's oh, worry what's going is. to happen. They start creating stuff that's going to happen. Worry right? is living in the so future. They become victims yeah. of the future virtually in their mind. Mm. Okay, what am I doing? When I do something like that, again, I am creating and feeding that emotional cycle. I'm feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. And anything done with repetition, again, will become an addiction. Mm. Addiction. So we got healthy addictions and unhealthy addictions. You see what I'm saying? Healthy addictions are, oh, I'm going to be careful. i got to make sure I watch what I eat. i got to make sure I exercise to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? I'm really careful. You are doing things that benefit the being. Yeah. That keep the being productive. Keep yeah. keeps it, uh, what they call active, positive, right? But if I'm doing if I'm doing the total opposite, active, negative, then what I'm doing is I'm totally stuck in some type of rut mm. because I'm 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 spinning. That's how the cycles are are occurring. I'm spinning in circles, but I ain't coming out. Wow. But I'm creating something. Does that make sense? So you know I'm. I created this thing for years and years and years. Now I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with with you know people hurting me. I'm comfortable. Mm. I'm comfortable with not speaking up for myself. I'm comfortable with complaining constantly about life and not changing anything. Mm. I'm comfortable in it. So when you get comfortable in pain, because that's what you are, you are. When you get comfortable with pain, what does pain do to the body? If you're supposed to learn from pain. Yeah. Pain is supposed to be an experience that you learn from, but not continuing to live. And in. I told him, I said, stop hoarding pain. What you do hoarding pain Ooh. for? Don't worry, some more is coming. Hoarding pain. Wow. You're hoarding pain. Hoarding wow. pain in your mind, your heart, your spirit. I said, leave, get rid of it. You got some pain down the road. Trust mm. me. Something is always coming in life that's going to cause discomfort. Mm-hmm. So clean your house, mm-hmm. clean your mind, clean your spirit, clean it, remove it. Like you said, let things go. We struggle with not letting things go. We struggle with that, right? So yeah. then we, again, we get addicted to unhappiness. Because oh. we are addicted to, to our emotions. But our emotions, if they're not, you know, if, if they're causing us discomfort, and we're addicted to it, we're addicted to it. Mm. I, th- I think I remember us saying that depression is living in the past, worry is living in the future. But if you uh, remain in the now, you can be at peace. Yes. Yes. And control your actions. That throat chakra right there, if it's blocked, you will not advocate for yourself if somebody pays you. Mm. Now, I have seen people... Have you seen something like that before? 
I, I saw per well actually you know an associate of mine that uh, lost a job. You know they were they were you know fired unjustly, uh, and wouldn't uh, wouldn't go to upper you know ownership. You know they they were they were treated badly by a manager. They wouldn't go to upper management or the owners and and you know lay out their case even though they had a good case. They said, "Oh, forget about. It. I just want to I just want to leave them behind. I don't want to deal with it." Uh, they wouldn't file for unemployment, even though you're supposed to get that if, if you know if you've worked a long time. They've worked several years for this company, and and it's no, I'm not going to deal with that. And you know, and then kind of fell into a depression. And my thought was, why didn't you fight for yourself? First of all, why didn't you challenge this, this person that you felt like this manager had mistreated you? And then why didn't you go to the owners and say, look, this this person has, you know, uh, been unfair to me for a number, and I think it's personal, and, you know, state your case in terms of your work record and all that. And then why didn't you file for the money that's due you that, you know, you're supposed to get if you, if a, if a job is ended? Because it's rightfully yours. It's like not standing for, up for themselves and what creates that pattern when a person won't fight for themselves, won't speak for themselves. Is it something that is conditioned in childhood where either they're made to feel like, oh, it's futile because no one listens to me anyway? You know, I mean, what what creates that pattern where a person will not stand up for themselves as if they are worthy of right treatment? Well, a couple of things are uh, there as well as, um, again, you know, Conflict resolution, they may not have a problem-solving mindset. They are very uncomfortable with uh, conflicting issues that's causing confrontation. They don't have the confidence or the self-esteem to actually confront or battle a situation like that. So what they do, they don't say anything. They just kind of, you know, it's almost like, you know, I hate to compare it like this, but like a dog with its tail between his legs, you just, you get screamed at, you just kind of move on, you know, about your business. And so the person that's doing the uh, screaming, you know, they're not going to stop. They're going to keep doing it because they got power over you. Because, uh, you know, you are allowing this this to happen. So unfortunately, um, when that starts to build up in a person, in that person, uh, they sometimes they come out rageful, even though they may not have said anything. Silence doesn't mean anger is not there, okay? That emotion is definitely building up some kind of way. And when yeah. it comes out, it'll, it'll come out like a volcano if you're not careful. Yeah. Or whoever the person that, you know, that, that's been building up. And so a lot of times people will have solid vengeance. And, you know, solid vengeance like, okay, I didn't say nothing, but I'm going to get you. You know, you may not even know well, that they're going to get you until one day. They explode. One day they just either scream it out or spew it out at you or, God forbid, to use the object of a weapon. Well, you know, a few years ago we we had this, you know, tragic situation. Somebody came to the workplace after they had just been fired and, you know, shot up a couple people. And I went to the press conference with the, you know, police uh, station that they had when they were talking about 
what they had learned in this situation, <clears throat> this employee, uh, they had talked to this employee's mother, you know, trying to figure out what was, it, what, was it, what was his mental health state. And the mother was saying, well, he seemed like he was worried about his job because he said, you know, they, they seem like they're picking on him and, you know, uh, he's afraid they're, they're trying to build up a case against him to fire him. So he seemed like he was really distressed about that. And then they called him into this meeting, or they, they, they called him up one day and said, well, we want you to come in for a meeting, you know. And so he came in and brought a weapon with him because he suspected that's what was going to happen. And, <clears throat> I mean, then when they told him he was terminated, he pulled it out and shot up all the people in the meeting and, you know, killed okay. them. And, of course, everybody's like, well, where'd that come from? He was such a nice person, nice, you know, never, never, never had any confrontation. So it's like he had been swallowing the the anger and resentment all the time. They maybe picked on him or said things and, and all of that, and he didn't say anything, but it was rage that built up and the anxiety that built up. And then when they did finally fire him, he exploded. And so, you know, I mean, I, I, I think he, well, of course, I, I, I wasn't sure if, he did. It was suicide after that, or if the police came in and, and shot him. It wasn't clear whose weapon ended his life, but they were trying to figure out how did this happen. And it seemed like it was a situation that because he, he was afraid to confront the management because he was afraid of getting fired, but then he was afraid that they were building a case unfairly against him to fire him, and then he had all this anxiety, but he didn't speak about it, didn't didn't you know, right. fight back or anything, but then it built up and built up and built up, and then this rage happens when they did finally fire him. He didn't respond in a rational way. He responded in an, an emotional explosion that was destructive to yeah. himself and everybody else in the room. And so, of course, everybody's traumatized in the whole place, the whole workplace, but I'm wondering if how how do you – how do you prevent that sort of thing? Because everybody's paranoid, you know, these days when when a company gets ready to fire somebody, they will have security ready to escort them out the building, like you're fired, go. I mean, no warning. It's like, you know, because they're afraid people, and then they won't let the person back in the building because everybody's afraid that somebody's going to do that, that people are going to do that. But how do we get to a point where People, number one, if they feel like they're being treated unfairly on a job, they know how to speak up rather than just swallow it and expect that the rage is going to go away or just, you know, well, I'll just, you know, put it in the back of my mind or whatever. But it's there, and then when it does finally hit, it explodes out of control. How do people learn how to be assertive in speaking up for themselves? rather than fearful, and then swallowing all that fear and anxiety that builds, how do we learn the skills to be assertive enough to speak up to people in authority when we feel like we're being treated unfairly? Well, again, that also comes, uh, that's a, a core belief thing as well, because like you said, in childhood, if they never were given the opportunity to speak up for themselves, then this is something that they kind of learn because it's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior not to be audible, mm. okay, until, the, you know, you have some people don't get audible until they get 
to a point where, like, again, they get so, they start suppressing so much that they no longer can suppress it. And, again, like you said, if he was so nice, he was this, he never showed anyone that he was any type of problematic person, but he felt unfair, he felt treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. And he probably was treated unfairly multiple times in his life. Yeah. Multiple times, right? So here comes that last on the molehill type of thing, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so, see, and no one would not know this because people on jobs, I mean, like in industries, um, they don't have conflict resolution courses, classes, seminars, workshops, none yeah, of that. They don't. You know, they figure, oh, you should solve your own stuff. Not like you can solve it, but conflict resolution is what people need to, to learn. How do I handle conflict with myself? How do I handle conflict with the world? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you, it's, it's a learned thing, you know. Um, I actually teach a course on conflict resolution because if you don't know how to negotiate through life, you will always feel like a victim. Right. You yeah. got to know how to negotiate. So if you've ever been treated unfairly, then you have to, you know, come to an understanding and don't look. If you feel like you're a victim, Oh, you're not going to say anything. Right. You're not going to say nothing. You're just going to feel fear. Right. Fear and victim mentality goes in and in. Right. Right. So you won't say anything unless you say to yourself, I'm not a victim of this, so the next thing I need to do, I need to call the powers that be and ask for a meeting. Yeah. This is what I feel. This is what I think. And I just need to let you know that, you know, and don't come in and oh, they did this to me and they know. This is the situation, and I think that we need to look at this because it's, it's problematic. And I'm sure yeah. I'm not the only person affected by it. You have to look at it as a whole when, yeah. it's, when, when you're dealing with the workplace. You can't say, oh, they said this to me and they said that to me. Because if they said it to you, I'm sure they said it to somebody else that kind of way too. Yeah. But you look at the issue and not as feeling like you're being attacked. That's how you can get in the workplace, but people don't know those skills. That's the thing. They don't have those skills. They don't have those skills, and then if you've been indoctrinated with a victim mentality of distrust and always believing people are out to get you, then you don't even have the, the confidence or the trust to directly address a situation. And Right. I believe, again, this this pattern of thought is created in childhood. If you had parents who believe, look, you shut up and do as you're told, then there's that feeling of helplessness where even if I try to speak up, I get punished for saying something. So I learn early not to speak up for myself or there will be punishing consequences to that. So this this is why our parenting styles are so critical to what we're creating in our children. Well, we got to take another break, and I think we've got a caller on the line that pressed one. And if you are listening online and want to join this conversation, uh, we've got a question for Dr. Debbie. We want you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 so that we can hear your thoughts and help you get to that next level of understanding. We'll be right yeah. back. 
after this quick break, so stay with us. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced and we take the guesswork out for you. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, 
just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of Associated Internet Radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on-air everywhere, online all the time. Yeah. And every cell 
is activated by our emotions. Yeah. It's the thoughts, but then if the emotions are, are the energy source, you know? Yeah. Um, and which is it's truly miraculous how we have been hardwired, as I call it. We've been hardwired. So we have to be careful what we repeat. Whatever persists will continue. Yeah. You know? And it's a persistent type of thing. So, again, I, I want to offer some suggestions. If anyone out there is suffering with any of those symptoms, such as deregulation, having issues uh, with conflicts, um, not being able to confront, not even not being not feeling comfortable to really talk about what you think or what you feel, you know, uh, struggling with this, uh, you know, I call it with an area where I'm not good enough, I'm not important enough for anyone to pay attention or to honor my words or to respect me. But the first thing that has to happen, you have to respect yourself. Absolutely. You have to honor yourself. You have to love yourself. And we're not taught that. A lot of people struggle in that area. We're not taught that. Even if you're not taught it, you can't. That cannot be a precursor on why you can't do it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I do uh, shadow work, shadow work is dealing with the inner child emotions, because the inner child emotions are the ones that affect our lives, um, and that's on, of course, the right hemisphere of the brain is where the, the inner child emotions are wow. carried, right? So yeah. the left side of the brain is the adult mind, yeah. the adult mind, right? And we're crisscrossed, as you know, mm. right? So when when this, sometimes we get very confused on when to be a child and when to be an adult when making choices. Mm. So those mindsets have to go and weave into each other, which causes that emotional deregulation. Oh, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. Or I may have a tantrum. And tantrums are just words. I'm upset. I'm mad as hell. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we only have a reason why we're angry. We're just irritated, frustrated, upset because things are not going well. They were never going the way we wanted them to go because we haven't made changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you don't make changes in your life. How can you expect to live a life of peace? Absolutely. If you're looking for peace on the outside, you will never get it. Right. And it, so those in the well, that's that the thing. talking about, right? Right. The ones you said when you were sitting around in the room and everybody just kept complaining and kept yeah. um, finding something wrong. They don't have any peace of mind. Yeah. And that's the way they look. Yes. They make a poker face on, but behind that poker face, there's no peace. And, you know, if, if every time the solution is always, well, if somebody else would change what they're doing, if they would stop doing this, if they would stop doing that, anytime you do that as a solution to your problem, you're never going to solve your problem because you can't change what other people do. You can't affect what somebody else chooses to do. You can only affect your own thoughts your own emotions, your own behaviors. But if the answer to your problem is for somebody else to change their behavior and then you constantly are mad because they're not changing themselves, well, you're asking to be always upset and angry because you can't change anybody but yourself. And 
most of the time, if we change our attitude about things or even our thoughts about things, the thought that someone said this to hurt my feelings, because that's what triggers the emotions. They said this to hurt my feelings. My feelings are hurt because they don't value me. I'm not worth being valued. I mean, you get that whole line of thinking and emotional expression creating the energy in, in your body when if you had just confronted the person and said, well, you know, when you said this thing, that hurt my feelings. And then they might say, oh, I didn't mean that hurt your feelings. I was just, you know, expressing a thought. I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you heard it that way. That's not what I meant. You know, I mean, just, but like you say, a pattern of that where you had all this life happening in your mind, all of these things in your mind, all these these accusations of their intentions in your mind, and you're feeling the effects of all these things, and it's all in your own mind. And that's right. the hardest thing for people to accept because, like you say, they get addicted to the emotion of victimhood and blame, yes. and they can't let it go. Right. It's wow. easier, though. Let me yeah. tell you why they don't let it go. It's easier to say somebody else did it to me than me doing it to myself. That's why mm. That's why people do it in the first place. They, it's called scapegoating. Mm. Yeah, making somebody I, else's fault. I'm going to blame you. Let me blame you. Yeah, you yeah. said it. You made me do this. You did it. So you, what they're saying, if they, but if they know, they really don't know that mm. they're saying this person has power over their thoughts, over their words, over their actions. If they really cognitively understood what they were doing, they would stop doing it. Mm. But they don't because it's easier. Because guess what? I don't have to have the responsibility. I don't have to take responsibility. Right, that's, that's it. No, no. So I might as well go ahead and put it on you. Yeah. And when you don't stop doing it, I got an excuse to keep responding the way I'm yeah. responding. You see what that, I'm saying? That's Until a cycle. Until the other person gets really smart and they're going to say, you know, and they want to shut it down, mm-hmm. and they want to shut it down, like, you know, all the time that you say I'm doing this, doing that. Yes, you're right. I am doing it. I am doing it. Yes, now what? Now what? Right. Don't keep running from them because that's what they want you to do. Because those people are dysfunctional. They will always find something wrong. Even when you're doing something right, they're going to say that's wrong too, okay? Because they don't have any self-responsibility and self-awareness of themselves. And we call that borderline, okay? Borderline Mm. uh, personalities always feel like they are the victim. Mm. Always. And the only way they're going to get help with that is to take CBT classes, dialectical behavior therapy. That means you've got to be mindful. What that therapy involves is a cognitive reframing of the mind. I have to be aware of my own actions. Mm. And I cannot allow myself to blame anyone at any time for what I am doing. Mm. Now, I once worked at a, I worked for a, a, a company where the head of the company, you know, had, had faults. I mean, was maybe a bit disorganized, uh, tended to run late for meetings, but he always blamed somebody. He was always uh, changing secretaries. You know, he'd hire a secretary, and then if she make a mistake, he'd hire somebody else. And, and each secretary that came in had a different way of, of, of filing things, of, of, of 
uh, organizing the office. So his office had all these various different filing systems so he could never find things. So you know, he'd get ready to go somewhere and, oh, well, you tell the secretary to go you know, get my papers for this. And then she can't find it because the last secretary filed it in a different way. So he'd get upset and he'd fire that secretary. So she, the secretary was kind of like office manager. So what she would do, she would always de- deflect the blame on her, it was always some other employee, oh, this person moved this, this file, oh, this person didn't come in on time and, and, and organize these papers. I mean, so she was always blaming the staff, and so the person she blamed would try to deflect it on somebody else. <laughs> you can imagine what a toxic workplace that it was. So everybody's always blaming everybody every time something went wrong so that they wouldn't end up being the scapegoat. And <laughs> it was so awful because... That's chaos. It, it was chaos, and nobody could trust anybody because everybody was always afraid they were going to be the one blamed whenever the head of the company got mad because the secretary uh, didn't do something, or he blamed her, she blamed us, and then you know everybody's blaming each other, and that was, th- and so everybody's under anxiety all the time. So you know if things went well, everybody's happy, but oh man, as soon as he got upset because something went wrong, everybody's looking, how how can they deflect the blame from them and put it on somebody else? So. It was it was a very toxic work environment, and it was an interesting That's observation. Yeah. So, when when you when you're in leadership and you have issues where you don't take responsibility for yourself, how impactful is that to everybody else around you? Because they then have to adjust to your dysfunction unless someone has the assertiveness to say, look, you are disorganized. Stop blaming your staff. Nobody had the courage to say that. I was young just out of college, so I didn't I didn't have the wisdom to know how to deal with it, but I observed it and I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> this shouldn't be this way. Well, you know. Well there's a way to do it that is not so much directed at the person that's causing the chaos. And of course, even if it's leadership um, one of the whoever the, the staff is that you talk about that wants to address the leader should call for a meeting. Okay, so she should he she he should go and say to the other staff, okay, let's call for a meeting. Okay, let's call for a meeting with our leader and ask the leader, okay, when 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 are you free to talk? You know, or whatever the case. Um, yeah. See, no, nobody had the nobody had the 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 confidence in themselves and the wisdom to pull all the staff together. So all the staff was at each other's throats. There wasn't unity where they could have done that. Yeah.
should we apologize when we trigger anger or other low vibrating emotions in others? Okay, now, this is a catch-22, and let me explain myself. Mm. The question is, Oh, you froze. Um, well, you know, when you think about apologizing, you're you're apologizing for what's in someone else's mind, which you don't control. I guess there's a way to uh, say the apology so that you acknowledge if they express their feelings or hurt, you acknowledge it, and then... Uh, you explain what your intention was. But I've seen situations where people are apologizing all the time and they didn't do anything, but they're always, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I apologize. And uh, and if you if you are admitting guilt for something you're not guilty of, that's a disservice to yourself. But out of sensitivity, if you are acknowledging a person's feelings and someone comes to you and says, well, you, you said this and you shouldn't have said that, or someone reacts with anger because you say something to them, the anger is something that they're responding to in their own mind. If you know your intention was not to hurt them, because you don't know their life history, you don't know that if you mention something, it's going to trigger a memory of when their older sister made fun of them. You don't know any of that. But that's, that's, they're responding to, to an internal thing, and your words may have triggered a memory of some experience that they had where they felt hurt. So you can acknowledge that your intention was not to cause them pain, but as for apologizing, you really can't take responsibility for what's happening in someone else's own mind. They have to learn to take responsibility for that. Now, that that doesn't mean dismissing their emotions, because we all know what gaslighting is, and for those who don't know what gaslighting is, it's when you dismiss a person's feelings as if they are the ones that have a problem because they're upset. And it's not acknowledging they're having a right to be upset. It's it's like making them feel like, oh, you're imagining things. It's all in your mind. And sometimes it isn't, and sometimes it is. And you know, a common thing that happens is when, say, a person feels like they've been discriminated against for some reason. Uh, that happened to me a few years ago. Um, I was in a meeting with a group of people, and I was the only female. And I was feeling like they were ignoring me, because these were men who were very, you know, (laughs) of the mindset that men are the ones that have all the intelligence. And I knew they kind of had that macho thing, but I mean we're we're all having a meeting organizing this event that was coming up and I was playing a vital role in that the work that I was doing. But 
you know, and you know how you're in a meeting, you raise your hand and, you know, people acknowledge you and you say something. Well, they were they were not acknowledging my trying to be polite and you know, raise my hand. So I ended up having to just kind of blurt out what I had to say. And then they were like, well, sister, you know, uh, just wait a minute, wait your turn. And I'm like, you know, I've been waiting here for 40 minutes, and I'm trying to make this report about this, and you all are not acknowledging my presence. And, I, you know, by that time I had a little irritation in my voice because I was taking it personally. <laughs> and and they were, oh, my sister, you know, they're, they're, uh, we're not ignoring you. I mean, there, there are many people here. We need to get everybody's uh, point of view. I mean, they were kind of not acknowledging that for nearly an hour of the meeting, the rest of the men at the table were acknowledged and I was not. And the 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 response was like, you're imagining that we're ignoring you, but I'm seeing that we've had nearly an hour of conversation and everybody else was given plenty of time to talk and acknowledge whenever they raised their hand to speak and I'm, you know, steadily raising my hand, oh, excuse me, excuse me, and then just, just choosing to, so I was, by the time I said, I, I, the the calm tone was not in my voice the way I would have liked it to be, but I was trying to not have that <laughs> angry black woman thing, um, but I was feeling that the ignoring was deliberate. And so sometimes what you're feeling isn't your imagination, but sometimes, sometimes uh, people may be unaware of how they're making you feel. And I think because this particular group of men were not accustomed to women having input in their meetings, they were accustomed to women just being there to, you know, serve the coffee. I'm sorry, they got that real old male chauvinistic thing happening. But that's how they thought. So they, I don't think were aware of the impact of them choosing to overlook me because they, that's how they had just been used to operating. So in those situations where someone has maybe uh, become angry at something you said or did, should you apologize? if the hurt was not intentional? Well, you do need to acknowledge how they say you made them feel because their feelings are valid, even if what you did was in total innocence. But definitely uh, it's important to state your intention 
if you really were not trying to cause pain. We've got a couple of callers here. I'm going to take uh, your calls, 312-882, Grand Rising. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your question or comment. Dr. Debbie had a little bit of a connection issue, but she'll be right back. Um, so you go right ahead and speak. Uh, who are we don't die, we multiply. Black is beautiful as you are a superstar, Naima Latif, and then also uh, the host, Debbie Brown, Dr. Debbie Brown. You know, I wouldn't take nothing for you hey, all, uh, too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Minister Plunk. Yeah, yeah, her last name is Green. You got the wrong color. It's Green, not Brown. <laughs> Dr. Debbie Green, yes. Dr. Debbie Green. Okay, all right. I apologize. You know, we do as human beings, we do, we do make mistakes. Uh, however, I did call because, uh, you know, people are is either part of the problem or they're part of the solution. And I love the solution. That's what I'm focusing on. You know, we are doing campaigning and fundraising every day in part, terms of a part of the solution uh, for uh, uh promoting freedom, justice, equality, and economics. We got these here superstar T-shirts, Black Love Matters too. This is a part of our solution that we know that we must hold ourselves accountable. And this, yes, Absolutely. ma'am. Absolutely. We have to hold each other accountable. So, Minister yes, Plum, you yes, know, ma'am. I'm glad that you do positive things and, and are always very uh, uplifting. Because, you know, some people, they can't find anything good happening. And one thing that I will say, you always call with positive news, positive activities, positive solutions. And that's so uplifting, and I do want to thank you for that. And you need you're welcome. That. You know, today is the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey Earth Day birthday, red, black, and green all the way. So we have to yes. be accountable for our conditions in the community, and, and we reaching out to everybody to support us in our efforts as we exercise change. And that's the one yeah. thing in life that what sure. we're doing now with uh, the Harold Washington Foundation, which is a music uh, uh, way of life in uh, black history, black culture, and black music, and, and black power. We we are sharing a success breeds success is the concept. I do want to say thank you for, for sharing that. we got a couple more callers on the line we want to get to, but thank you so much okay, for all your positive work that you do because that does make a difference. Area code 872-731, you're on the line, and after that uh, we'll go to 312-366, I'm sorry, and anybody else on the switchboard, please press 1 so you can have enough time to speak. Uh, 872 731. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. It's Rakita Ali, Chicago. Yes, ma'am. Grand Rising. Grand Rising. How are you? I was sitting here thinking about um, you know, what you're talking about, emotions and stuff. So, uh, people need negative emotions, I think, uh, to move through difficulties and respond to them most frequently emotions we have. I mean, it's one of the most frequent emotions that we have is um, negative 
a negative emotion is, you know, get us into trouble, <laughs> too much trouble, you know, because of excessive worry about um, things. And then um, emotions, you know, are, are not really re- related to what's happening now. You know, people are emotionally well when they have fewer negative emotions, in my opinion. The research uh, has found uh, a link between uh, upbeat mental state and improved health. And that includes um, lower blood pressure and all of that. So saying all that to to say that environmentally it has affected my emotions since I saw homicides and frequent. And then I don't know why it's in my environment, um, but uh, seeing uh, too many killings. And hearing too many killings yesterday, a lady at the funeral got shot in the face while the police was there. Three days ago on 79th Street, walking to the store, family dollar, three people lying dead on uh, on uh, on the street. So it's not it's not you know a compulsive a tendency, but it's um, negative. You know, and it's difficulties. Uh, it's difficult to respond in, in um, a short term, uh, witnessing all of these homicides in our community. It's different if you hear about them, but to actually be there on the scene, and that's a negative emotion. And it could it could help create a, a fewer a future. Uh, more future negative emotions. So it, it brings up the blood pressure and, and and then also puts you at risk for heart problems when they're not solved. Um, those type of incidents in our environment. So I, I guess that's why so many black people have uh, high blood pressure. Fortunately, I don't, but Emotions can put us at health risk, and uh, environmentally, I believe, if uh, we don't try to solve them for ourselves and have strong faith and be brave, that we all become sick, you know. So, uh, how can we? I learned to be strong, courageous, and not to be afraid, but. I, I do, I am discouraged, you know, and, and that is a, a, an emotion in my opinion. But uh, God says uh, we will be, he will be with us uh, forever. And uh, I just keep the, 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 the faith because um, yesterday was outstanding. Go to the store and walk over black folks dead. And, you see the youth man on the street, and then you have an unsolved homicide of a relative. You know, I understand death, and uh, I understand killing, but killing can trigger a lot of emotions. So I think, you know, for to get some of the, the anxieties out of our community uh, and, and some of the negative emotions, 
out. We we need to uh, stay prayerful and uh, take a, a, a step towards uh, getting uh, some of these mental health issues out of our community because it's, it's not mentally healthy if it's always somebody else's fault and never yours. They said that's mental illness. So mm. I think it would be mentally ill of me to to see this and, and have an observation of it and just uh, don't have any emotions about it, uh, a negative emotion that could uh, induce a change. You know, that's what I think anyway about emotion, well, right. some emotion. Well, Rashida, before Dr. Debbie uh, gets her thoughts, I'd like to share a secret with you. I know that there have been several horrific murders that have happened in and around the Chicagoland area and other cities and all of that. I don't, I don't watch the news. Uh, I have specific videos that I watch that are very uplifting, very encouraging, very inspiring. I've, I've subscribed to YouTube channels where people are, are, are sharing their amazing spiritual experiences, and they bring me so much joy. Uh, and so I'm, I'm in a state of bliss all the time. So now I was in a conversation with some people, uh, you know, yesterday, and they were talking about some of these awful events that happened around the nation. I had no knowledge of them. I mean, I saw it kind of flash on my phone, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, read all the details. So really, for me, it didn't happen. It didn't exist in my world. I'm living in another world. And now all of these things are happening on the same planet, but I am not experiencing any of that. So all I'm experiencing is joy and bliss and people who love each other and are excited about life. That's the reality that I'm living in, even though I'm on the same planet as the people who are killing and dying and everything and tragedy. But I am not experiencing it because I am not putting my attention on it. So I don't hear it and therefore affects my mind, my emotions, my body. Now, some people might call that being like an ostrich and putting your head in the sand and pretending like reality doesn't exist outside of you. I wouldn't say it's on that level of being irresponsible of not knowing what's but truly, if someone has killed someone, someone has died tragically, what can you do as a person to make that not have happened? Not one thing. Nothing. So why are you choosing to ingest that information into your eyes and ears and therefore your mind, where it's going to affect your heart, your feelings, your emotions, which are going to affect your body, it's like you said, high blood pressure, stress, hypertension. This is a choice that you make to do this to yourself when there are so many things happening in the world that are joyful. There are so many people that are loving each other. There are so many people that are being kind. There are so many good things happening. You are consistently choosing to focus on the things that cause you pain and thinking that if other people, change what they're doing, you'll feel better. We just got through saying that. 
as long as you're thinking it's other people that need to change themselves, you will feel powerless. They're doing what they're doing. Choose to put your attention on something that isn't causing you pain. That's the solution. The solution is right there. It isn't other people that need to do anything. You need to choose. You are misinterpreting me. I said that this is well, really no, I'm really not, Rashida. What's happening now? What's happening You're now? Not, not, not so much of other people, but what is happening now? See, you like you said, environmentally, you don't, you don't see that. You haven't saw yesterday walking on the street, uh, going to the store. Three dead bodies, three shot up bodies, right there on the street where you have to cross the street and go to the family dollar. So that's what's happening as related to what's happening now, not what's been projected subliminally through the media or anything. So environmentally, you personally are not witnessing that. So you would have that emotion, okay? You personally. You like you said, you don't watch the TV. I don't either. But I'm saying if I walk out my door, and this is critical thinking and it's reality of what's happening uh, in the community. Now, you can be, I could put myself in a false mode uh, of thinking and say, oh, no, that's not a dead body or that did not happen. Then I would think personally that I was insane if I was thought like that. Oh, but no, 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 no. Uh, you saw dead bodies, but how many live bodies did you see? Really I'm not saying that I'm just, <laughs> you know, it's happening. Okay, hold on, Rashida. Uh, let, let Dr. Debbie address what you said. I'm so sorry. Yeah, let, so let, 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 let Dr. Debbie
It is just reality. The world is coming to the end. People are self-destructive. And they just, when they destroy themselves, they destroy other people. Right? So what we do, we pray and let the light shine as much as we can to influence another human being. So that's, that's, that's my take. That's our take, and I'm sticking to that all day long. Because I see so much stuff. Yeah. I see, I mean, I don't see somebody shoot somebody, but when you see a person that depressed so badly that they have already done tried to take their lives over and over and over and over again, it's the same thing. It's no different. They're watching the walking, living dead. Absolutely. It's reality. Emotions are a signal from our heart to our mind. Hey, you got to deal with something. It's not just tearing you down. That's the next part. Is I'm going to do a part two on this right here. It might be a part three. You know what I'm saying? Because people need to realize when these emotions come out of your being and they come out of you and you start experiencing it, it's asking you a question. Okay, do you, you want to hold on to it or do you want to let it go? Okay? So if you get addicted to holding on to it, that's exactly what you're going to do. Then you're going to become what you see. You're going to become what you hear. And now you don't swallow the venom, okay? And it's going to change your life. It's going to tear you down piece by piece. Because one thing about fear, fear will take it because it is an emotion. Fear comes in all types of array of passion, unforgiveness. It comes in a fear walking, fear talking, paranoia. All of these things resemble fear, okay? So fear has one of those things you've got to face. And we have to face our reality. It's not just happening in Chi-Town. It's not happening just in Chicago. It's happening in Atlanta, all over the world. It's it's what it is. So, you know, our goal should be to function at some type of capacity to maintain life. If you don't maintain life, then life will maintain you, okay? And you may not like it the way it maintains you. You see what I'm saying? you got to learn how to let get things go. Feel it, release it, and let it go because it don't belong to you. Once you feel it, it's time to let it go. Once you see it, okay, oh, my God, that's a tragedy. It's, okay, it's time for you to let it go. You don't, you don't just hold on to unforgiveness. You don't hold on to anger. You don't hold on to guilt. You don't hold on to none of these emotions because they don't stay just simple emotions. Okay? They start changing us. We become something that we're not. We become fear-based thinking people. And when you appear to fear-based thinking people, woe is me. You go right back into that victim mentality. Woe is me. I don't know how to come out. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't, you, you will find yourself losing yourself in the midst of yourself of living. Again, it's not dying that should bother you. It's walking around dying inside. That should bother you. Because now you're swallowing death. You're swallowing despair. You're swallowing sorrow. You're swallowing it. And when you swallow it, it's bitter going down. But when it gets in your stomach, it is toxic. It pollutes mm. your whole being. That's what happens. That's why I do these shows so people can understand. You are not your environment. You are not your past. You are mm. not what you see or what you hear. 
You are in a place where God gave you freedom of choice. I can choose what I want to feel today. I can choose what I want to think today. And even though I may see the words around me, I can still choose. Thank God. It ain't something that I think is going to take over my mind and I can't choose because some people feel that way. They feel that that, that, that I'm losing control because of what I see or what I hear or what I feel. Okay, if you lose the control, do something about it. Mm. Don't just sit in it. Rescue yourself. Let me rescue myself because I know I'm going to, if I, if I, if I keep swallowing this symptom, this, this, this toxicity that I see every day, it's just going to destroy you. And guess yeah. what? Then you'll be laid up in the corner somewhere and somebody be looking at you. What's wrong? And you can't even tell me. Ooh, we don't live, want that. Live and not die. Live and not die. Not exist, not survive. You got to thrive. And thriving means to live intentionally without nobody. You ain't got to apologize or explain to So I'm going to live and not die. So that means that if you toxic, I'm so sorry. Guess what? I can't entertain you. I can't be in your midst because you choose to be toxic, right? Okay, toxic people do things to keep their toxicity going. That's what they do because they're toxic. So what am I saying to you, Rachida? The death that you see on the land is a result of people losing control. It's called walking, breathing, landmines. They made those choices. Yeah. They made the choices. Hey, I just want to be free. I don't need nothing holding me down. You know, I I got to be free. I cannot. And as I said, I just ask God to give me the strength and the fortitude to keep on going. But we got a couple of more. We got a couple of more callers. Let's let go. Go ahead. Go yes. ahead. You got five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. I had to. I had to. Because I can't hold my peace. I'm not going to dose. Because I know what it, what it feels like to swallow stuff. I don't swallow anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, 312 366. Your mic is open. God bless you, women. God bless you. God bless everyone. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sisters. I just want to say this. This is Sister Darva from the Women Are Rising Ministries here in Chicago. Um, I just wanted to say that um, my purpose of the call, I wanted to talk about emotions, but I wanted to just give you an example of what you guys have both said. Both of you guys have great, some great information to my sister Rashida Ali. And I want to say this, anything that I learned in my life because I'm very emotional, my mom, my family, they know I'm the crybaby. I get excited. I, I love people, and I'm always emotional. And so what I've learned to do in my um, life like, I don't go to funerals anymore because I, I'm, I'm, it's too much for me. I can't do any more funerals. Babe, why you don't want to come? I can't do anything that's going to make me do something that's going to make my emotions get out of hand. Like you said, Dr. Deb, and like you said, uh, 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 my sister, uh, 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 Latif, what we have to do is stay away from things. I don't do drugs. I don't do weed. I don't do marijuana. I don't drink alcohol. Anything that controls my mind, I don't want it in my system, in my body. So what I do, I started a, a women ministry because all my friends would call me and talk about all their problems, and then they would just fill me up with all their emotions and problems. And I said, no, what we have to do today, whether we want to do it or not, 
If you don't go back to God, G-O-D, grace on demand, you are going to be in a crazy house. You are going to be messed up. You will. The devil is doing what he's doing, and this is all a spiritual warfare. So we must like, all go man. back to God. He said, peace be still. He said, reach out to me, who is ever burning and heavy laden. But people don't want God. People want everything, including drugs and, and all these relationships that's no good, all of these people. And they don't understand God has everything that you need, but you got to want them and you got to get them and you got to love them and you got to obey him and you got to worship with him. And that's all I got to say. Get God and watch how your life will change. God bless. Well, thank you so much, thank Sister Zara. We appreciate you. We got one more caller. We got one more caller we can squeeze in real quick. Thanks so much, Sister Zara. Uh, 773-885. I think this is Mama Joy. Go right ahead. Uh, <laughs> Okay, how do I get? About one Hi, minute. how are you? <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 this is so, so, so juicy, juicy. You know, just a quick story. You know, I, I must follow him. I was getting so angry with him, angry. We got only about a minute before we come back. So, okay, I, okay, I found out that um, my anger, my anger and my rage. I couldn't understand why I would get so mad about things when I asked my brother. I said, anybody in our family, you know, have rages or anger? I said, I, I don't know why I feel this way sometimes. And, you know, he told me without it, without blank, he said, your mother? I said, my mommy. I didn't know my uh, mother had anger. So I, I discovered that the reason why me and my mother would head all the time is that we were alike. But I didn't know I got that anger from my mother. So, yeah, we, we have to understand that uh, there are things that we need to correct. And as soon as we find out about it, let's be willing to cor- make that correction and, and, and get our lives healthier and better, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for those words of wisdom, Mama Joy. We appreciate you. Yes. Thank you. Great job. Great You're Mama Joy every second Saturday right here on The Female wow. Solution. Yes. And, yes, so, we, well, you know, we got a, got a minute for our last. <laughs> we got to do a part two. And a part
to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kunyon, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.